if you're an Ohio State fan and you are rooting for Michigan because it's the Big Ten. We don't need you. If I ever see you in Scarlet and Gray, I'm punching you. It's the arrival. I came in the league, went straight for the title. Touchdown! Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvelous! Gets past Ransom! Donovan Edwards! Touchdown! The Don! There's nothing quite like the game. Michigan versus Ohio State. This is The Rivalry, sponsored by Elevated Integrity Construction. The Rivalry Podcast, Jace, GP, Michigan, Ohio State, garbage-free college football at Rival Pod. This might be the greatest podcast episode. We've been doing this. This is our fifth year, sixth year. This is probably the greatest episode that we've ever recorded. I hate it here. Michigan, national champions. So normally, this is the part of the the podcast. This is the part of the podcast where we do a little thing called wheel route, but we're going to switch things up. I, I I made this decision basically last night, but I said something this morning, so I didn't really give you time to prepare. That's on me, but I feel like you've got enough stuff stored up that oh, it's I not going to make a difference. So many things. So I, instead of our typical wheel route, I want to give you the floor. You've got the stage right now. The lights are bright. They're right on you. Mm. I'll give you a, 30 seconds. Cause we're obviously going to dive. <laughs> we're going to die. I don't want to hear too much, but we're going to dive <laughs> deep into the game. Obviously we're going to talk about that. You're going to have more chances to say your stuff. 30 seconds on the clock, celebrate, talk your trash to the haters. Look at all mm. the people that were sending you asterisks all throughout the postseason. Do what you need to do right now is your moment, man. I mean, there, there's not much else to say. Michigan's 15 and zero. every single thing that was thrown at this team they overcame and they overcame brilliantly. Anybody at this point, I'm with John Bacon on this. Anybody who watched any of the football this season, including, and especially that national championship game and thinks Connor stallions had anything to do with it is a stone cold idiot. 15 and zero. Michigan dominated Washington last night. Washington, Michigan also played with their food a little bit and we'll get into that, but Michigan's defense holds that vaunted Washington passing attack to 13 points. Michigan beats Penn state on the road without a head coach beats Ohio state wins a big 10 championship beats Alabama in the Rose bowl. Really, really. I mean, crushes Washington by the time all is said and done national champions. The it's undisputed. The only people disputing it are Pete Thamel, Ohio state, Twitter accounts and anonymous coaches who are very clearly James Franklin. <laughs> And what a what? who's got it better than us, Frank, JP? Frank, okay, do Nobody. not rope me. <laughs> do not rope me Woo. ever in that sense. Do you want to wear the Wolverine I, head if today? If you even bring that a slight <laughs> little bit this way, it is getting yeeted across the room. By the way, uh, on social media at Rifle Pod, um, there is a live reaction of me. I, I had the where, I had the wherewithal. So it, it, Michigan had gone up. Uh, it was twenty seven thirteen at that point? Yeah. 27, 13, there's about four or five minutes left. Washington was well, the fourth down play. Washington's down in the red zone or right on the edge of the red zone. Fourth and 10. And I thought, you know what? I better, re- I'm going to record my reaction to this play just because th- this, the whole game can turn on this play. And of course, Mikey Samer still picks it off, nearly runs it all the way back. I'm hooting holler and the Wolverine head makes an appearance. Um, my midriff makes an appearance. That's weird. Anyway, what a time to be alive at rival pod on social. That's my opening statement. I don't even know what to say, man. Michigan's last national title. I was five. I've got a five-year-old now myself. Like this is just, I don't know what to do with these positive emotions. <laughs> well, don't There's get, you, don't get used to them. Cause have you seen your schedule next year? I, you know, 
let me bring it down for just a little bit. In this this calendar year, Michigan will have to play Alabama, Washington, USC, Texas, Washington again, Oregon, Ohio State. Ain't ain't, ain't great. Not Not great. And again, who knows what this Michigan team will look like next year, too. We've got uh, we've got a, a week to see who's staying, well, who's going, and so again, even though the season's over, so, at Rival Pod on social because it's going to be a wild off season. And I want I want to start off before we really dive into the game. I think you're bringing up the next point. This team is going to look drastically different. Of the underclassmen, the people that are still eligible to return but could go pro, does this change your thoughts? Who do you think ends up returning from that group? Instead of who of do you some think of the more veteran guys of, of the guys that are, I would say impact players. So obviously I'm talking McCarthy yeah. stuff like that. And I would throw Harbaugh in that. Yeah, Whereas I, where do your thoughts lie? Cause I have thoughts on it and I, it might actually surprise you. I mean, it, it's we're recording this. I mean, I was up till 1 AM cause I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep after, after winning that game. And uh, we're recording this the next morning. I don't think it's even fully set in yet. What Michigan did last night. I, I really don't. I think mm. I'm still, processing the fact that you, you won every game on your schedule. Like you, you, you mm-hmm. won the whole thing. That's it. Um, I, I think it's still sinking in. And so all that to say, I, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that. I, I, my big thing was from McCarthy in particular was if they, I said, when you asked me this weeks, if not months ago, yeah. if, if, if they win the whole thing, I just have a hard time seeing McCarthy coming back. Honestly, it's a flip a coin for me because I th- okay. I think I think he I believe Mel Kiper has him as like the fifth quarterback on the board. That's what they said which last is, night. Which, is, which again is very good. Yeah. But and they asked JJ earlier uh, in uh, in game week. They said, "Do you think you could play in the NFL right now?" And he he paused and and again he's a very thoughtful kid, very mentally tough. And he said, "You know, I, I do think that I could, but there's also a lot of things that I'd like to polish and clean up." Mm-hmm. I, honestly, it's flip a coin for me. Obviously, some you know guys like Coram are obviously they're they're not eligible anymore. They're gone. Um, technically, I believe Roman Wilson could come back too. I don't see could that. Really? I thought he was a for sure senior. I, I thought I him he, and Coram. I think something in the COVID year. I think something. Oh. In the, no, I could be incorrect, but I believe I believe Roman Wilson uh, and McCarthy could both come back. I don't see Roman coming back. Um, Coram's gone for Coram's sure. Coram's gone for sure. One of the big ones for me that I'm interested in. There's there's outside there. I guess there's three big ones. McCarthy is obviously yeah. one. I'm very curious to see what Donovan Edwards does because uh, yeah. Donovan Edwards had himself a heck of a football what, game last I mean, night. We talked about it all season of when was he going to show up? And I, and we may, I made the joke. I ha, we have a role. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I do not text him during big game because, because you're a good friend because I'm, I'm a, well, yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes, but I texted him last night after that. And I said, what a game for, Donovan and Edwards to finally Man. show up. And I made the joke joking, but not, not in a rude way. I didn't feel like it came across no, rude it was fun. Of, of saying he has more yards on those two touchdown runs. than it felt like he had all season. And, and I, it honestly <laughs> has to be, I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure it's not really close, but I think he probably had 300 something yards on the year and he had over a hundred on those two runs. I, I mean, t- I can tell you right now how happy I am for that kid. Yeah. I mean, he, he had, he had a great year last year was forced into really important action in the Ohio state game in the big 10 championship game in the playoff game and really performed really, really well in big moments. And this year he, he was just, he was off. 
He looked a little bit mentally off. He he just looked. It it just wasn't the same. It was the, Dom a challenging year. And so to see him rip off not one but two massive touchdown runs of that game, I couldn't be honestly happy for difference that kid. makers. Because I couldn't be happy for him. You look at it and and I. I don't want to dive into the game just yet because I have thoughts on who yeah. I think will, re- will return and leave and all that. But I mean, those two plays early on really set the tone for the rest of the game. Absolutely. They did. Uh, and, uh, well, and I mean, and that sounds obvious, Michigan, but I mean, Michigan had an, and they pointed this out. Michigan had enough points to win the game in the first two drives. 100%. That's insane. Um, so McCarthy, Don, Donovan Edwards, I, I genuinely don't know what he's going to do. He, cause he did. He talked at the beginning of the season, like post TCU yeah. last year in between. He basically straight up said, I'm go like, I'm coming back for one more. And it was pretty obvious. He meant one more and then I'm gone. Given the year he had, will, will that change his mind? I, yeah. I don't know. The other one that I'm very curious about is Will Johnson. Will Johnson is, is going to be uh well, no. Cause Will Johnson, excuse he's only, me. Will Johnson's a sophomore. Yeah. I was gonna say he's for sure back guys. The sleep is just, it's not caught Look. up to me yet, but so yeah, I guess those are the two right now that I'm really curious about is, is what happens with Donovan Edwards? What happens with JJ McCarthy, whatever happens this Michigan team. And, and they are, they are much like Ohio state in this way, but neither of the, neither Michigan nor Ohio state, no matter who they lose are going to be bad teams. Next. No, Mi- Michigan's got a very deep running they have back a tough room. schedule, but I still think they're the, making the playoffs regardless if McCarthy is there or not. They've got a deep running back room. They've actually got a, a deeper wide receiver room than people realize. You've still got Colston Lovewind there. Mm-hmm. Um, Who I, made a heck of a play last night. I, I, I believe AJ Barner is out of eligibility. Don't quote me on that. I'm not, I'm not sure on that, but Colston Lovewind definitely will still be there and is, is likely to, to win the nation's best tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll just be it'll just be very interesting to see what that looks like. Losing a lot of pieces on defense. Uh, right, What's the right offensive now, though, line look it, like? Because I know you had some veteran guys there. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to. I'd have to. To be honest with you, I, I don't even. I don't even know. Obviously, guys like Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinter will be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Which are two of the key guys. I mean, Zinter, you guys still won without. But but well, he's a that's, huge, huge. And that's piece. another great great point. Is Michigan did. You know, finish off Ohio State, beat Alabama, beat Washington without their All American, mm-hmm. you know, lineman. Michigan also has had a phenomenal offensive line recruiting class. They are very deep at that position. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But again, that that's all. You know, we'll see what happens with that. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on who's staying, who's leaving. But yeah, I right now it's just it, it's like Harbaugh said last night. It's just soaking in the moment. And and here's where I guess I land the plane on everything. I think Donovan Edwards, in my mind, I'm convinced he's coming back solely because I think when he made that comment last year, it was because he had just come off a good year. And I think he expected to have another big yeah. year like that. I would and love I to thought, see him come back. And so I think he's coming back because I think he needs to, I think his draft stock got hurt a ton. And I would say the same thing with Emeka Abuka, where I feel like they are potential second round guys that now are probably fourth and fifth round picks. Sure. Uh, maybe not a book. I could see somebody maybe snagging him in the third, yeah, take but a flyer regardless. And, and I would but, say the same for Edwards. Is yeah. And it, what it wouldn't surprise take me, a flyer. On. But I think for both of those guys, this next year can be a real prove it year, especially yeah. because nobody's contesting either of them as the number one guy at that position. Yeah. Well, and, and so I and, think and for and even me, with, even with Michigan, having, having Kalel Mullings likely, you know, he's co- great. coming back. You've got, you know, these, these, but other there kids won't be that pressure to split carries. If and with Donovan and Edwards and he's and Mullings and Edwards, just like, Corum and Mullings and Edwards are all very different styles, very different backs. Too. Well, and you saw, you saw the explosiveness in those two touchdown yeah. runs by Edwards. You can see the potentials there. I think in my mind, I would be shocked if he left the other person. The, there's two more people and they're the very obvious ones that I want to talk about. Uh, and it's McCarthy and Harbaugh. 
And all season long, I strongly felt if they won the championship, both were gone. And watching the game last night, my mind changed. Okay. And, and I, I thought that would surprise you. It does surprise me. But I've, I've said this on the podcast before, and I'm not, I'm not backing down from no. it. I, the one thing, as much as I hate McCarthy, I respect the heck out of his competitive nature. Uh, and we'll talk about his performance in the game and whatever coming up. But as a, as a football player, I respect him. And that's what makes this rivalry great is I hate that team, but I have a certain respect for players that have been on that team. Mike sure. Hart is yeah. one growing up that I hate, I hated playing him, but man, he was fun to watch. And no. the competitive spirit of it was just too much. And, and in the nature and, of sportsmanship, and, I'll give you Marvin Harrison jr. Sure. It's impo- and, I, I and, find it. Imp- I want to hate him not as a person, like yeah. as a player, but I can't, he's, he's a genuinely nice dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun to watch. I'm glad I never have to play him again. And I would say the same about quorum. I would say the same about quorum for sure. But I, I look at McCarthy and I love the competitive nature of him. And I, I genuinely, and I know that I've said this on the podcast before he bleeds maize and blue. No, like, doubt. No doubt through and through. He is a Michigan man. He is when you recruit a high school kid to come to your program, to represent your program. JJ McCarthy is the model citizen for that. Well, look at, look at what he look at, not to cut you off, but look at what he did. And I'm glad this started making its rounds again. So 2020 was obviously just a COVID was a weird year for everybody. I get that Michigan had a horrible COVID season. I think they went two and four, something that like that. That was the year. Was that the year they went to like quadruple overtime with, with Rutgers? Rutgers? Yeah. Oh man. Which, you know, I've seen a lot of people, we've mentioned this before. A lot of people say that if, uh, was it Ambrosio or yeah. who, if he makes that overtime kick and Michigan loses that game, Harbaugh probably doesn't get on the play. I would, I, I would strongly agree with uh, that. So thank that you. That was a very thank bad you, Rutgers. <laughs> that was, thank you for don't say we didn't help you do anything. Technically, does that mean that Rutgers was in the Rose Bowl this not. year? It does not I think mean it that. does a little, you know, but so, so all that's going on and McCarthy, McCarthy, who again is not even on the team at this point, he's a senior at IMG, mm-hmm. says, tweets out and says something to the effect of, I want everybody in Michigan Nation to take a deep breath. Know that everybody in that building is doing everything they can to get this team in the right place. That was him as a high school senior yeah. talking to fans of a team he's not even on yet. That fill a stadium that fits 110,000 people. And look at what this kid has done. And, you know, you could go over the 27 and one three and as against Ohio state, you know, national champ, but it's, it's really like that was his mentality coming in at one of the darkest points in Michigan, probably football history. One of them mm-hmm. for a high school kid to say, I'm still committed. Take a deep breath. We're doing everything we can to get better. And then to back it up on the field. Well, really and, impressive. That's, and that's the one thing you can talk stats all day long till your face come, goes blue. But I think when you're talking about a, collegiate quarterback, JJ McCarthy fits the bill as a leader. He that's a prime example as a yep. senior in high school, having that message to fans, having that maturity you go through and you see, even when he's not playing well, which yep. I don't think he played exceptionally well last night. He did. He did enough, but I don't, he was not the reason Michigan won that game, I would but, agree I, with that. but I'm not saying he's the reason they lost. And there's been numerous games like that this year where he's not played his best, but the team rallies around him. And his maturity in those moments has made him special yep. and his record and everything he, in my mind, and it's not even particularly close is the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time. I think it's, I think it's hard to argue that. And so, because, because championships do matter for stuff like that, beating your, here's why CJ Stroud will, one of the reasons he will never be the greatest Ohio state quarterback mm-hmm. is because he never won a big 10 championship, never won a national title and never beat Michigan. 
And JJ has done all of those things. Yeah. And that stuff, I mean, stats play a part and he definitely has those. But stats, stats reflect, obviously, because this is what statistics are, right? But stats reflect what happened mm-hmm. on the field. And, and you're right. He wasn't, he, he wasn't at his sharpest against, uh, excuse me, against uh, Washington. Sorry, my mind. Again, the sleep thing, yeah. guys. He wasn't at his sharpest against Washington. He didn't play a bad game by any stretch. No. But it wasn't a, it wasn't an overwhelming. He didn't play. It's not what you expect from somebody that was but, voted in the top ten for the highest. But again, league. at the at key moments, and I look at this, and I and I know that it resulted in it didn't result in points. But on third and eight or whatever it was, backed up around the mm-hmm. five yard line, kid drops back and scrambles for about thirty and, yards. And that could, what that does is, even though you don't get points, that completely changed field position. They got to the fifty punted. You can't give it. You don't want to give Penix the ball at the 40 yard line. No, absolutely not. Although maybe last night, maybe you do. Maybe maybe you do. So going back to the original point, going all over the place, going going into last night, going into last night, I thought if they win the game, Harbaugh and McCarthy are both gone. But now I look at them and I, I go, they're both coming back. And what convinced me is it's very rare in sport, not even just football for you to find a coach and a player that seems so well connected. Yeah. It's extremely rare. I mean, you look at uh, Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant, you look at Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, maybe Phil Jackson is just the key, but you look at (laughs) Tom Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I mean, you look at these coaching player tandems that just seem special. Yeah. McCarthy and Harbaugh seem like that to me. And, and while I'm not convinced Harbaugh signed something long-term, I'm convinced that, him and McCarthy are coming back for a final year to defend the title. I think McCarthy prides himself a lot in that. And there is a part of me that truthfully thinks McCarthy knows that towards the end of the season, he did not play his best ball. And I think in his mind, he knows that he could be a Heisman candidate. And I think that irritates him. And so part of me thinks that the driving force for him coming back is he loves Michigan. I don't think he cares. I think he cares about the NFL. I don't think he cares about the NFL more than he cares about Michigan. I don't and think, so I don't I think, think that that's, I don't think that's a bad analysis at all. I, I would throw in there. And again, I, I don't know that I'm willing to say that if you, if you press me on it right now, I would say Harbaugh's back. JJ's gone, but I will say this. There's also, there is something about his competitive nature wanting to defend a national yeah. title. I think there's also something about him looking at the, the quarterback room going, we need, we need my veteran leadership and that's not in a selfish way, but in a, no, this, this locker room with, they, they need with Alex, Alex orgy still there. Jaden Davis that. to come in and get a Jack year Tuttle's under his still belt. Jaden Davis. But there's a big difference there. If JJ comes back and Jaden Davis gets another year in there, you've still got Alex or the well, Alex orgy package. You know, like you've got, you've got these things in place. If JJ comes back and also, you know, looking at that schedule and going, if I don't do this, what, what state does again, not, they're not going to be a bad team, but what state does that leave the program in mm-hmm. again? They're in a very good place, but what does that, what does the schedule look like? If I, I think all those things will be weighed. I don't think that anybody's made a decision yet. Yeah, so the, no, the and they're going to, they're going to take boys. some, yeah, they yeah. still got confetti falling from and, the Raptors. As far, so I think as far as Jim goes, you know, we've been hearing for a long time that they're, they're close. I, I also believe that Jim Harbaugh was truly single-mindedly focused on winning a national title. Oh, sure. He, he, you know, the, the whole, he's exploring options. I'm sure he's exploring whatever because he, you know, he's wants, he's going to do his due diligence on, do I want to go to the NFL? Do I want to sign a contract here? What does this look like? What, you know, and yeah, sure. Factor in, you know, the NCAA stuff. I, I have, I believe that that man wants to finish at Michigan. 
I, I, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him going back to the NFL. I expect him to sign. I think they all had to put like a four or five year contract for him. If that's true, I'd expect you to see him signing it. Now watch him. As soon as I say that, watch him bolt for the NFL <laughs> see, by the time this episode, I comes think, out. I think to me, and then we can move on to analyzing the game. To me, it's a tandem package. I think they're going to have conversations together. To, I think that's true to kind of figure out what the other is thinking. Man. And I think if McCarthy's back, you see Harbaugh back. If, if McCarthy decides he's going, I think Harbaugh's gone. I think what, whenever, whichever, if it's McCarthy's last year now, or if it's next year, I think Harbaugh leaves the second he does. And by the way, if you're, if you're a Michigan fan, there's no wrong decision there. You know, if, if, if JJ decides it's time to go, yeah. if some of these other guys that could stay decide, Hey, if, if, if Dono decides it's time to go, how can you fault anybody? Yeah. They, they, Coram said it last night. They came back for unfinished business. Business is finished. What, what more, what more could you possibly yeah. ask of this team? First national title since 1997. First, not first solo national title, you know, 97, 98, they split it with Nebraska pre BCS era. These last sole national title, the Truman administration. So I, I, I just, I don't yeah. know how you can win 15 games and fault anybody for going on. I, I hope as many guys come back as they can because freaking love college football, man. Yeah. You, you love the Buckeyes. I love the Wolverines. This is a stupid game played by 18 to 23 year olds. 26. If you're Stetson Bennett, <laughs> he's we, not that young. We, we, we love this dumb little game. 30 year old Talia Tagovailoa. Who's playing for <laughs> Miami because they said, here's $20 billion. None of our other recruits would take it here. And I'll, and I'll just, I'll say this too. And then we can, we can talk about the actual game. Like, whether you know whether your team won the national title last night or not, in your case they did not. Just as a reminder, you know we the reason that we love college football, the reason we agonize over are the is this twenty two year old coming back to college or going to start his first full time job is because we fell in love with this sport. Most of us at a really early age. I was thinking oh, about yeah. I was thinking about this. I wrote about this uh, on uh, the rivalries Patreon page. But like when I was when I was five, my dad was had missed our New Year's party. And I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew he was in California for something. And I was like, oh, okay, that seems cool. And then I noticed like his, his, like his, uh, like Michigan themed office that he had at home was like, got some new stuff. And I was like, this is weird. He had been at the Rose bowl game where Michigan beat Washington state. That's where he was wow. watching Michigan win that national title. And so now you fast forward 26 years later, I've got a five-year-old and I'm watching Michigan win a Rose bowl. There's another all American corner wearing number two for Michigan. Mm -hmm. Michigan's winning national titles. And it's, it's just one of those things that for those of us on the Michigan side that lived through rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke that went three and nine, that went five and seven, that saw 2020 that lost to Toledo, that lost to app state that mm. lost 15 to 16 to Ohio state to continue to be a fan through that. And now see a team go 15 and zero, accomplish everything they set out to do. Like, this is why we love college football. And on the other side, like it, when for in those moments where your team doesn't get it done, you still love it because there's 100%. that there's well, that it, pursuit, not because it's going to ultimately fulfill you or anything, but because there's that pursuit of that hope of could we ascend the mountaintop next? Well, and that's, that's why we love. And this that's dumb what makes sport. sports such a beautiful thing too. Is is without those seasons where you're terrible, and I've been spoiled throughout my lifetime as an Ohio State fan that even in these past couple of years where you see people outside of Columbus with 
torches and pitchforks calling for days <laughs> that they're mad about like an 11 and one season. Yeah. Let me, and tell, so, let me tell so you about I losing think, to Toledo at home. Okay? I think, I think for me growing up the worst, like one of the worst Ohio state seasons, we still won like six or seven games, but that's what makes college football so beautiful. And even in a disappointing year like this for Ohio state, you're still looking at all these transfers and stuff coming in and there's still stuff that you're looking for. Like you have I look, I'm already jacked about, I wish the season was starting tomorrow because yeah. I'm ready to see Will Howard and new running back in, uh, Judkins. Not, yeah, Judkins, Quinshawn Judkins that announced he was coming to Ohio state immediately following the game, which you know what? And this is a whole side note, <laughs> but we talked about this on Twitter because someone tried to come at me in our Twitter comments. And I'm having none of it because guess what? You don't take the rivalry serious and it shows because I yesterday as a joke, as a troll purchased a Washington Huskies t-shirt because you're an idiot. Cause I'm a troll. Sorry. Garbage free. Cause I'm a a troll because Jace would have done the same thing. And so I bought this last week with the intention of coming up with a way to troll Jace. Well, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I at least get to wear this shirt for the joke. So I wore it yesterday. Jace thought it was hilarious. Posted a picture of it on Twitter some jabroni goes in our comment <laughs> section and says, uh, just as a reminder, rooting for a team to lose is okay, but rooting for someone that's not your team to win is uber cringe. No, first off, saying the term uber cringe when you're mid to late thirties is actually the worst one. Would you but say also, it's uber cringe? I would say absolutely. <laughs> but that's actually our new tagline for this show. I want to go for <laughs> podcast where Uber cringe. I want to go ahead and yeah, your Uber cringe rivalry podcast. Uh, but here's what I ultimately want to say. You just don't get the rivalry if you're making a comment like that. And I, was, I, I, was and I don't. All, I was all in for Mizzou. And I, and I don't respect you as a fan if, if you say that. Because to me, every single Saturday, I am the biggest fan of whoever the team up north is playing. It doesn't even matter. I hate Michigan State. I hate Penn State with a fiery passion in my soul. Go Nittany Lions when it's that weekend. Somebody, I, I don't remember I, who this was, but didn't somebody say that if, uh, it, like, if Afghanistan played Alabama, they'd cheer for Afghanistan? Probably. That's that. That's but that's basically how I we mean, both feel about each it, other's it teams. It is, and that's that is how it should be. Yeah, and that is what makes this rivalry the greatest rivalry in sport. And yeah, so, if you down. were one of those people last night, and I saw a handful of them that are trying to make fun of Ohio State fans rooting for Washington, you don't take the rivalry serious. And on the other end. If you're an Ohio State fan and you are rooting for Michigan because it's the Big Ten, we don't need you. If I ever see you in scarlet and gray, I'm punching you. <laughs> Not really, because we are an arm of a Christian radio Not station. Not really. Uh, don't wink at the camera. I did. That's uber cringe. <laughs> that is uber cringe. Uber. I'll, I'll also throw this out there, and I, I said this at the beginning too. Um, the the uh, the Ohio state Twitter accounts that are like tweeting asterisks and tweeting, like I've said it all season like, long. It's it, like nothing you say can hurt me anymore. I, if you, and again, I truly believe it. Like you can look at the Connor style and this is all I'm going to say about Connor stones. Cause we're not taking anything away from this. You can look at it and go, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But if you genuinely truly believe that Connor stallions who was not on the team for well over half the season, not associated with it. If you truly believe that that is flipping games, especially games that he's not even there for, you're an idiot. And that's all there is to say about it. Like that, that is, that is the dumbest, weakest thing. Ohio state, as much as I hate them, at least had some self-respect. We're Ohio state, the whatever. The fact that they have been reduced to as a whole, 
Cheering for Alabama, first of all, is hilarious. Cheering for Washington, also hilarious. I didn't love it. But then, but then being reduced to the number of whiny asterisks and wait till the NCAA vacates this, which the NCAA does not control <laughs> the playoff at all. The fact how far we have fallen. Look, and it is a beautiful those, thing. Those like, are the Ohio like, State fans that I've talked about all season the, long. And this is the same thing, too. Okay. Like I again, there's a difference between, hey, Connor Stallions shouldn't have sent people to record games. I, I agree with you. That's that's fine. Not a proven violation yet. Not any different than sharing Ohio State sharing signs with Purdue as a third party. Minor competitive advantage per the NCAA. Not even remotely part of the team for the most important parts of the season. So th- there's nothing left to say, and I've given up trying to convince people. But it's again, it's the folks that actually cover football day in, day out that played the game. Reese Davis last night. There is not an asterisk or anything like that on this season. No, and I think you could. Joel Klatt, the more you know about football, the less you think any of this mattered. And he wasn't, and by the way, Joel clarified and said, I'm not saying that, you know, it was fine or that it doesn't make any difference. But if you think basically, but if you think that this has changed the outcome of games or Michigan's good because they had iPhone six footage, you're dumb. Well, and, and here's what so, I'll add to that. I mean, Cause I just have, ha, have at it. It's just tiny violin for you. Cause here's what I, I, I agree with you. you on that because here's where I land it on it. It just looks very it, whiny and weak. Like when it, it we talk about Ohio a State being point. a soft team, obviously that's, that's the fan base. That's a soft fan base. If you are that type it's, of person, it's, it's that that minority of Ohio state fan base. It, Cause I, I saw stuff. I think it's more than a minority though. Uh, I, I see it more on it Michigan from, state, from Ohio state media guys. Like that's oh, well, a terrible they, look. There's some, that's a there terrible is some, look. Um, I would agree with you on that only because I think when you look at what Connor stallions was doing, there's no way that they could have prepped for what they had to go against with Alabama and Washington. No. And so you look at that and I said it all season long, throw all that stuff out the window. Michigan is still good. You're not, you're not taking anything away from yeah. McCarthy. You're not if, taking any away from NCAA, Roman Wilson and the defense. And if at the end of the day, you know, and the NCAA is a joke anyway, right? And I we, mean, we can agree with that. We've heard, yeah, we've heard literally not a single it, peep out it, of them. If the NCAA at some point goes, yeah, we're in, we're going to suspend your head coach for six games. Cool. Like there, nobody's vacating wins. Nobody's doing anything. And also, by the way, Ohio state vacated wins during the whole tack gate thing. Yeah. I've not heard a single Michigan fan go, Hey, remember when we beat you during tack gate? Like that is so dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. The idea that that is what some of these fans are holding on to. Which tag gate was also garbage. It was. I, I com- and I completely agree with that. We know the NCAA is a joke. And I, I love the fact that Michigan has a national championship and this, this section of the Ohio state and Michigan state fan base is left with nothing except wait till the NCAA vacates wins that they can't actually vacate <laughs> like that. That is, that is mwah, chef's so, kiss. so let's move on. We we've, Oh, should we talk about the, actual we've not game? talked about the actual game yet. And so I, I want to start <laughs> off by talking about um, just a quick summary of it. So yeah. I, I mean, do you want, do you want to, or you want me to uh, just summarize I'll, I'll it? give a little brief yeah. thing because I, I, you'll have more to say as a Michigan guy to but, me, by the, by the way, before we launch into this, but just because I, I don't want to forget this, I do want to say a big thanks to a couple of our sponsors. Mm. want to say thanks to the J company. Fall in love with your home all over again. The J a E company.com. We appreciate their support this yeah. season. Our boys at elevated integrity construction, Aaron Carroll and his team. Phenomenal. You're looking at a building project this spring, this summer. You got to go with integrity. No guesswork. They're going to be honest, straightforward. They don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. Elevated integrity 
Patreon.com. Big thanks to both them and thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well, which you can find at riverradio.com slash rivalry. So we're going into this game last night and we had talked about it at lunch earlier yesterday. And, and I kind of said, this feels like another blowout game. Not, not in the same sense of what we saw last year. That was just a, gross, a violation of our eyes to have to, to have to watch <laughs> which that, by, which by the way, <laughs> I, I don't remember if this was, this might've been barstool TCU, which I'm not a, I'm not a barstool fan at all, but, uh, I think it was Barstool TCU said that 2022 TCU would beat both of these teams by 30. Stop it. Please, all, please stop. Please have I, a shred. If you didn't make a bowl game, and I don't care that you're talking about last year's team, last year's team wasn't beating either of these teams. All I can think of from last, from last year's championship game is that stupid family guy clip that I sent around. Do you remember this? No. Where it's Peter Griffin and he has a dead frog in a box. And he, or it's on the ground and he gets a box and he's trying to throw it out the window. And oh, somebody yeah, had put yeah, yeah. the TCU logo on it. And then over Peter Griffin, they had Georgia <laughs> and it was just him walking up and he takes this box and he doesn't want to pick it up with his hands. He's trying to get it off the floor out of this window. And it's just like a three minute long video of him struggling to get this dead frog. That's, and that is what it felt like watching that championship game. So that, if you're a that TCU, is, that is all, I don't have any ill will against TCU, but that was dumb. You know don't what I do? do I do after even just hearing that. And I'm not a fan of either team, <laughs> anyway, uh, but let's you lost actual, to Colorado let's talk, let's this talk about year. Actual team. So we go into this game and I had a feeling it was going to be a blowout. I just, and, and I felt like Michigan was going to win. Um, I just didn't think I was surprised. Honestly, Washington had made it past Texas. The way Penix had been playing up until that game wasn't super convincing. I think he had a Heisman, one of his few Heisman games against Texas. He, he was he was perfect. as good as you could have yeah. asked for him to be, and he is probably the reason they won that. I mean, he is the reason yeah, they won that game. Down. And so i I wasn't sold that he would be able to do that against Michigan's defense. And I felt like even if McCarthy, as it had been proven throughout the year, even if he didn't play his best game, which he didn't that they had enough supporting members and they would make enough plays. And I had also talked about last week on the podcast and then yesterday at lunch where I said, there's been specific moments in this season where it felt like Michigan was a team of destiny, where you looked at that Alabama game and all the miscues that happened. You looked at the play where Donovan Edwards pitched it back to McCarthy and he caught it with his fingertips, a super athletic play delivered a nice ball. You looked at the Roman Wilson touch or catch towards the end of the game. That was crucial. You looked at moments that, like that. that. The, the call to it, go. We mentioned this last week too. Yeah. The call to go for call it on to fourth go for it on fourth and two. You looked at that and you thought that is what teams that are going to win a championship make. Yep. And and I looked at last night and you saw numerous examples of that. Again, you've already talked about one. Yep. But you look at the Donovan Edwards. He's done basically, for lack of a better yeah, phrasing, very he's done nothing yeah. all season, and he comes in with two electric plays yep. that to me, set the tone for the rest At of the game. 100%. The second that first one came out and then they got the ball back, go back down, it's 14 nothing right off the rip. And you're looking at this and you're going, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> and then... It's you, the chuck, yeah. chuckles. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. And you look around and then later on in the game, you already talked about this play specifically, but I remember watching the game last night and the second that play happened, I thought, that's it. That was the game. And it was like early third quarter, I want to say, when it happened. But they were deep in their own end zone, basically. They were pushed really far back. Yeah. And McCarthy scrambles for like twenty something yards. Yeah, it was it was late. It was late third quarter. And it was a third down play. It was like third and eight from his five. It was like third and eight from his five. And he rushes for a massive gain to pick it up and extend the drive. At some point too. Like I love the I I I'm a hockey player and I wanna I that's great. 
go down. I low key <laughs> thought that he was going to take it the whole way. Once and, he, once he kind of, instead of once he didn't slide, but he cut back up field. I thought, okay, my, I thought it too. I was I, like, okay, yeah, my I was go. like, he's going the whole length of the oh field. My gosh. But once that play happened in my mind, that solidified the win because that is the play you weren't seeing anybody else make. Penix was inefficient all night. And, and he and, was hobbled too. And you he know? was hurt. He, and, and this isn't discrediting no, Michigan's no, no. defense. Dylan, Dylan Johnson was banged up for yeah, sure. This Penix wasn't 100%. This isn't discrediting Michigan's defense no. because I think they were a huge reason for this. Absolutely. But there were numerous circumstances last night where Penix was off. Yep. And, and he missed. There was that one fourth down play early on. Yep, that was Roma a play. Wide open. Wide open. He overthrew it. There were a couple of key drops from some of his yep. guys last night. And to be honest, I was watching that game last night. And every time he tried to take a deep shot, it was the ugliest ball I yeah. think I've ever seen thrown. And, and it the, wasn't just one throw. No, it was almost he, every single he time. Definitely, he definitely got banged up. And again, this is a weird way to put it. I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but credit to Michigan for, for putting, putting a body on him that does force him to maybe have to adjust a little bit. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't want to see a guy hurt. That's not what I'm saying. But, but between that and also, I think the, some of the plays were the pressure of Michigan, even if it wasn't on that particular play, the fact that he knew he had to get the ball out quick. Yeah. He just, Michigan did a great job. And, and one of the, one of the plays that, you know, it didn't result in the touchdown that I'd hoped it would, but one of the most important plays of that game is the start of the of the second half Mm -hmm. or will Johnson. And I I still don't know. The ball felt like it hung up in the air forever Mm -hmm. where he Penix kind of floats one over to the side. And I couldn't believe it. Will Johnson comes down with it. That, you know, it results in a field goal, but what it does is it stopped the momentum yep. that Washington that- had. I was, I looked at my wife. She said, how do you feel about the second half? And I said, not great. They're about to get the ball. She's like, oh, you're always so negative. I said, yeah, well, I've lived through some things. I've seen some <laughs> I stuff. saw Brady Hoke coach. And then, so. and then I, I saw Brady Hoke clap 452 times. Have you ever seen that website? No, but I don't ever want to Google Brady Hoke clapping website. And it's just him clapping while he's getting smoked by Notre Dame. And it counts how many times he claps. Um, That's where this team so, was. So is the and Will Johnson where they are? Forgive me because I should know this, but was that Will Johnson interception? Was that the different? Was that different than the one where the Washington guy came back and tried to swat it? And then he still ended up getting the interception. No, I think that's the same. Well, it was right at the okay. beginning of the I third quarter. I couldn't remember that to me felt like it was still early first, right. but maybe it was early, early second. Right at the beginning of the third quarter, it, Johnson picked that off and, and, and then again, cre- didn't put the game away, but well, really swapped. And that's the another one of those destiny type plays sure. where you look at that. And I thought that the wide receiver for Washington made a heck of a play to try and get that ball out of his hands yeah. and not cause a turnover and a great job by yeah. Will Johnson. It to hits still the ground, some, but he secured. I mean, yeah. it was just. Will, Will Johnson is a, I mean, kid's a sophomore. He was very good last year. Look at what he did this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's locked down. He is going to, if he continues this, I mean, he's, he is a first round, first round early pick for yeah, somebody, easy, you know, easy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, M- Mikey saying, or so there's just not a, you know, we could talk about every player on this Michigan team. Honestly, you could talk about just about everybody on this team, but Mikey saying, still, I mean, he's seen some stuff too, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. He, he, he's a veteran guy, start off at wide receiver. He was catching balls from Joe Milton at one point. Gross. Um, and then to make the switch over, you know, to the defensive side of the ball, obviously he had, you know, he had the, the, the play of his life against, uh, against Cade Stover. Mm. I mean, the, the, you know, completely changes that game, changes the trajectory of that team has been phenomenal all year. And then, you know, the only thing that might ever rival that, Pass breakup with Stover was the interception on Penix because that I would that put that over. Game. 
that sealed that sealed the game. Yeah. Um, I, I just I'm I'm so proud of this team. I, I just I there's so many good things I could say about it. I think when you when you look back at this game, it was weird because going into the fourth quarter, it was still relatively close. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and I think even game. Michigan, even Michigan people were a little nervous. But at the same time, it felt like Michigan was in complete control the entire game, which is a weird thing to feel and say yeah. with it being, and it, well, it didn't end up being a close it, game it's because it, at one point, you know, it's, it's 17 to three and Michigan's got had at least two or three chances to put that game. I don't want to say put it away because of how yeah, early it was, though. but to, to kick a field goal and go up by three scores to score a touchdown, be up by three touchdowns. Like, there were enough opportunities and that's what, that's what made me nervous during this game was when you let teams hang around, mm-hmm. it tends to buy you. When you let good teams hang around, like or a Alabama, guy like panics. Well, well look, even look at Alabama and it wasn't quite, it not the same. But even look at Alabama, Alabama goes up on Michigan and has chances to put that game away mm-hmm. to put and, and Michigan's defense just refused to let them do it. Michigan continued to give Washington opportunities and credit to Washington for adjusting the defense after that first quarter. Um, Michigan's offense didn't play poorly, but like, again, did not, there were moments where they looked really great and moments where they really struggled and, and the offense kept putting it on the defensive shoulders. And if you had told me before the game, Washington will score one touchdown. You'll hold them under 14 points. I mean, I, I would have told you, oh yeah, well that was probably pretty comfortable. It wasn't because you can't give a guy like Penix that much time. Well, that, even his chances and the defense and shout out to every single guy in that secondary who played phenomenal football. I think Washington got one deep shot that game. Yeah. And one. I think one of them got called back. One of them got called back on the hold. And I, and, and, and I get it. Like I thought that Washington's offensive line was a little bit grabby on some of Michigan's rushes. Michigan definitely got away with a couple holes as well. Like I, I, it, it went both ways. What I love is like the random Michigan state fans taking screenshots going, there's a hold Pro- probably all I'm saying is, and, and <clears throat> you know, my the hatred. idea that that changed the outcome of the game, but I ridiculous. saw a replay last night where they showed 73 for Washington who had the holding call on that deep shot. And there was another point in that game where he had another penalty called on him and they showed the replay, the overhead shot of it. And here is, here is, uh, Michigan's guy zooming by and here's 73 for like three seconds <laughs> before he finally realized, Oh, that blue thing that just flew by yeah, me is a Michigan player. Harrell, yeah. And, and I think he, it was Harold and he finally like turned. And by then it was significantly too late, yeah. but that was happening all night long. I, I mean, that, that wasn't, I a, think that was late because Michigan had a pass interference call. That was, yeah, that was on I, third down. I saw that, that, was that third down play. You can't talk about play. holding that brother. Just sat there for five seconds while a yeah. Michigan guy ran by him. Yeah. His awareness is just trash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. Like, if I if I'm a Washington fan, yeah, I feel like you know the the holding call that took back the deep shot. It's a significant penalty. It's also a penalty. So you know, yeah, you, you want it to be consistent. I didn't think it was a terribly well officiated game. Um, I think Michigan did get away with a couple holding calls. I think Michigan also had 12 guys on the field for a punt return, which would have been a first down at one point. Mm. But the idea that you could watch that game and go, well, the officials cost Washington. No. no. Michigan just beat them. Michigan was a better football team. Yeah. Michigan was a better, Michigan was the better offense last night. Michigan was a far better defense last night. There is no, at the end of the day, however you want to slice it, Michigan was the best team in the country this year. Whatever, whatever your feelings are about, Oh, they did this or that. 
there was nobody that held a candle to Michigan. Michigan had to go through Ohio State, through Alabama, through Washington. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing left there. Michigan was the best team in the country. What happens next year? Anybody's guess at this point. But for right now, if you're a Michigan fan, you can savor the moment. If you're an Ohio State fan, this, this is not a good moment for you. This is not no, good. No, as an Ohio State fan, absolutely not. You know, hang the, we had a good recruiting banner if well, you there, want to. You there know? is stuff, and, and I was talking to some Ohio State fans about this last night. Um, and, and I don't want it to sound like this is some sort of consolation prize because at the end of the day, you weren't there. You didn't win. You didn't win the game. You didn't win your bowl game. Like there, you can be excited about some of the transfers coming well, yeah, in. Cause you're always looking at the future. We were just, we were just talking ball last night. And I said, what's crazy to me is Ohio state in my mind played Michigan the best. Like Alabama was a closer game, but Michigan shot themselves in the foot a lot that game, especially on special teams that I think let Alabama stay in it. I feel like Ohio state got Michigan's best shot in a really hostile environment. And I feel like, and and I'm not saying this as a pro Kyle McCord thing. Kyle McCord played the best of any Syracuse orange players. He played. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Big orange. Um, He, he played the best of a quarterback against against that Michigan defense. Mm, I don't know if I agree on that. Who would you say had a better performance? Milrow. No, I think Miller had a better performance. No Florida. way. No way. But and I, I think I will, as I will a grant whole, you in a hostile environment to be that close to beating Michigan and, and still uh, put sure. up numbers. And I, I still not hold those picks against him. Sure. But I think Ohio I would, state, I would still say Alabama played better than Ohio state did against I, Michigan. I don't and only, it doesn't really matter. It but. doesn't really matter, but it was just a conversation I had looking forward. Sure. And then I, and we start talking early and we'll, we'll have an episode way down the road, closer to the season, dissecting this more. But I, I look at all the players that potentially can loot uh, be gone for Michigan. I look at their schedule. I look at some of the transfers coming in for Ohio state. I look at all the players that have announced their return. There's still obviously a lot that we're going to find out on whether they're coming back or not. That could change my mindset on stuff. But if you're an Ohio State fan, as as bad as you feel right now, there's still a lot of hope going forward that next year you can be competitive, you can get into the playoffs, and it's not out of the question that you beat Michigan. I think going at the end of this year, a lot of the fan base for Ohio State felt like, okay, now we're starting to go downhill. Ryan Day needs to go. We're on a slippery slope. We're going to enter our trash era where we're we're bad and we're going to lose out on recruits. He's got he's got and, one more shot. And he and I agree only because. To me, he's reloaded the talent already, especially if some of these guys that right now there are rumors, but Quinshawn Judkins coming in. Will Howard to me is a, a, a better version of McCord. I'm not saying he's elite, yeah, yeah. but you're not really we having, know, we don't really know what he is. You're not having a significant drop off in my mind. Like you thought. And I thought McCord was well enough to get us there. Judkins, I think has potential to be, and they've not said they've not ruled out. There's actually been reports that Henderson and Judkins both have said they'd be fine doing a committee, which, which that'd be, that'd which, be a good win for you. To me, that makes them the best running back duo in the big 10 going, I think, in, I think going into I the think season. That would be true. There's a lot of incoming freshmen or a lot of talk around the wide receiver room. Emeka yeah. is not announced yet, which he probably will after I said that, <laughs> but you have Emeka potentially Carnell Tate. Jeremiah Smith, who's being talked about as getting significant playing time on defense. You've got guys that are coming back. The defense is going to be very good again. There's stuff like that where you look and you go, okay, if Ohio state would have had a more competent offense this year with the defense they had, what could they have really done? Yeah. And you're, you still have a lot of questions. So the last message for Ohio state fans, because we don't need to talk about it at length is next season. There's a lot of hope. 
a lot of hope. So if you're disappointed, you're mad, good. Doesn't matter. The no, season, it does matter. The next you season, should be disappointed. College football is officially done for the year. Oh, don't say ne- that. It's time, for, so it's time to start prepping for next season. Do we get like... I, I do love that mentality as they were, they were asking, uh, they were asking the players like, so like, uh, how soon, you know, they were asking, talking to Harbaugh and Harbaugh was talking about, oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> we'll, we'll push spring practice back a month or whatever. And, you know, we'll let the guys celebrate this and, you know, and he, but he's all, the dude's already thinking about spring practice. I, well, like, yeah, I absolutely. Love they were talking to Mason Graham, Mason Graham's talking about love this team. And I'm excited for the, you know, what we're going to do next year. I'm like, I love I, again, this is why we love college football. Look, am I, these these did, kids and these coaches, they love the game. Did man. I stay up late watching Quinshawn Judkins highlights? Because <laughs> of course I'm, you did. I'm ready. I'm ready. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And, and I, I was upset that Michigan won because I just hate seeing them succeed. But I'm ready for the next one. And man. it makes me sick to my stomach to think about the Ohio State Michigan next year. Yep. But I'm ready for it. I and can't wait. I, I can't wait either. Um, but I, I will say, because I've not gotten to experience this in my adult life. Getting to watch Ohio State squirm a bit for the next eight months, watch Michigan ride high for the next eight months before I have to worry about any of that, it's a good feeling, man. And by the way, like we said, just because the season is over doesn't mean the podcast is going anywhere. Oh, no. We've got consistent. You can't get rid of us that we, easy. We've got episodes that are going to be coming out all throughout the offseason. Should be a crazy next couple of weeks, especially over at Rival Pod, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, with it, all the players announcing whatever man. decisions they're making, you're going to want to find out the first people you need to find out from is us. You can follow us on all socials at Rival Pod, and uh, we'll keep you updated on all the players that are transferring, that are going pro, doing whatever decisions they make. And uh, thanks for being a, a big part of the Rivalry Podcast again this year. Michigan National Champions. Ugh. Let me hear you say go blue. Okay. The Rivalry is a production of River Radio Ministries. Want live updates from the show? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RivalPod. Visit our Patreon and consider becoming a patron for exclusive bonus content, merch, and more. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening now for new episodes every Tuesday. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend so they can listen too.